Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. The first reading this morning is from Isaiah, the 11th chapter. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on heresy. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word, and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And a little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put its hand in the nest of a deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. Here ends the reading. second reading this morning is from Romans, the 15th chapter. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other as just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, For this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. 
And in another place it is written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. In another place, Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The gospel according to Matthew. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when John saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. So for part of Thanksgiving weekend, I had an opportunity to spend some time with friends down around the Gatlinburg, Tennessee area. I'm not super familiar with that area, and since GPS cannot always be trusted, I confirmed directions to my hotel, and I was told which highways to take and which streets to watch for, and then there was one direction that really caught my attention, and it was this. If you get to the Titanic, you've gone too far. Well, it took me a minute to register that. If you get to the Titanic, you've gone too far. Well, duh, like several thousand miles too far. But if you've ever been to Pigeon Forge, you know that what that direction means. That on, turns out that on the strip of tourist traps, there is a huge replica of the Titanic, complete with iceberg. So as I was inching along in bumper to bumper traffic, sure enough, Out on the horizon, there she was, 
The Titanic, the most landlocked place you could ever imagine. Well, actually, it turned out to be a blessing because the Titanic came, became a landmark for me for my whole stay. I always knew where I was in relation to my hotel based on how far I was from the mothership. So if you're wondering where I'm going with all of this, it's this. We are in a season of the church year that invites us to watch for landmarks in our life of faith. It may not be as exciting or as exotic as the Titanic, but the season of Advent, these four weeks leading up to the birth of Christ, invite us to ask the question, where am I in my life of faith in relationship to where I hope to be? What landmarks should I be looking for? Well, today John the Baptist announces one of those landmarks for us. It's the kingdom of heaven, which has come near, as John says. I mean, that's why Jesus is coming, after all, right? To usher in the kingdom of heaven, to reveal God's hope for us and for the world. The kingdom of heaven where the hungry are fed and the sick are healed and the forgiveness is offered and grace abounds and We are drawn ever closer to the love of God. The kingdom of heaven is the landmark John the Baptist invites us to look for, or even better yet, to be a part of. So in this season, pregnant with possibility, how are you doing? Where would you gauge your life is right now in relationship to the titanic proportions of the kingdom of heaven? I mean, what things are you doing in your life that help you live and love like Jesus? Or that feed your hunger for God? That open your heart to the needs of your neighbor? And that drive your life towards that landmark kingdom of heaven. Or maybe we can come at it from another direction. What are those things in your life that distract you, that cause you to get lost, that draw you farther away from God's hope for you and for the world? I mean, is the kingdom of heaven just something in your rearview mirror that just seems to be getting farther and farther away? Well, Advent is the time, Advent is the season to right the ship, so to speak, to get back on course. Brian Spar is a friend and an ELCA pastor in Indiana, and he and his family have a landmark that they use when making decisions, especially decisions around their calendars. It's an orientation towards life that says, Sometimes we need to say no to good things so that we can say yes to better things. For Pastor Brian and his family, the yes to better things means saying yes to things that keep them close to the landmark kingdom of heaven. Sometimes we need to say no to good things so that we can say yes to better things. 
Because for the most part, it's not the deep, dark, evil things that get us off course, right? It's good things. I mean, there's a, it's a thing in our culture that we need to be busy all the time. And for the most part, we're busy with good things. It's just that we try to do too many good things. Sometimes we have to say no so that we have room to say yes. Like what you all did this morning. I mean, here we are, what, a couple weeks away from Christmas? I suspect there are lots of good things you could be doing right now. You could be grocery shopping. You could be ticking off some of the many things on your to-do list. You could be getting stuff done at home. All good things that you said no to so that you could say yes to the better thing of being here in worship. You said yes to being reminded of how much God loves you. You said yes to come and gather with your church family who were counting on you to be here. You said yes to hear again God's hope for you and for the world. Now hopefully the time that you spend here this morning will stir up a longing in you all throughout the coming week to say yes to the better things that will keep you close to the kingdom of heaven. Now John the Baptist gives us a word today to help us, and that word is repent. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now repentance is more than just naming things from our past that we've done wrong. Actually, that's confession. And yes, confession is good for the soul. But repentance is actually more of a future-oriented word. It, it, it asks the question, what direction are we heading in? Repent means to turn around, to change direction, to change our minds. To repent means that when you see the Titanic in your rearview mirror, you do a U-turn. You turn around and you head back towards the landmark kingdom of heaven because you've gotten off course. You say no to good things so you can say yes to better things that feed your relationship with God. Of course, looking for landmarks doesn't have to just be in this one season of Advent, right? In fact, it shouldn't be. Looking for landmarks of faith should be a a habit, a regular habit, a discipline that we develop all the time in our lives. So I'm going to let you in on a little something. We are right at the landmark of the year 2020. Now, doesn't the year 2020 just invite us to consider what we are focusing on? So this year, we're going to have a theme for the whole year. 2020, focus on faithfulness. Focus on faithfulness. And all throughout the year, we are going to be inviting you to do just that consider how you are looking for landmarks in your life of faith. And so right away in January on Wednesday nights, we're going to start having a meal here and inviting families and everyone to come for a time of eating and faith formation. 
We're going to bring in a special facilitator, a, a Mennonite pastor. She's going to lead us in a class of contemplative Christian practices for four Sunday afternoons. All year long, we're going to be inviting you to sharpen your focus, to look for landmarks, to ask the question, where am I in my life of faith in relationship to where I hope to be? How am I doing with that landmark? And we do all this not to just keep you busy here at church. You have enough to keep you busy. What we hope is that we will equip you to live your faith, to propel your faith every day in your everyday life. Because ultimately, it is God's hope that we will be the ones to announce that the kingdom of heaven has come near. That we will be the ones to bring God's healing and God's forgiveness and God's grace and God's love and God's justice with us out wherever we go. And that we will become landmarks for others that maybe don't know about the kingdom of heaven but they will see what the kingdom looks like based on the fruits of our lives. And so in these days of Advent and as we approach the year 2020, I have a, f a favor, a request. Will you please be praying? Will you be praying about what good things you can say no to so that you can say yes to better things? Better things that will draw you closer and more intimately into the love of God. Better things that will bring into focus the titanic proportions of the kingdom of heaven, which has come near and indeed is already in our midst. The kingdom of heaven, which we are called to make known to the world, even as we focus on faithfulness. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.